My name is Goof Norton, and welcome back to another broadcast of the Goof Norton Radio Show. We're here, we're live, and we're happy to be here back in the studio. I've got a question for you guys. Um, it's a simple question I used to ask myself all the time as a kid. I don't know why, but I just, I always thought, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do with it? And I mean, what would you actually do with it? You know, not some drawn out fantasy, but if you had a billion dollars, today... And just, just, you just had it, it suddenly you came upon it, um, it was given to you. What would you do with that billion dollars? What would you actually do? Now as a kid, and this is me as a kid, mind you, um, I always thought that if I had that money, this is like 12 year old me, uh, if I had that money, I would, of course, take, you know, enough out for me to spend, probably like, probably like a million dollars for, for me to spend, you know, that's just mine, but then I would take the rest of it, um, and usually, because one thing I notice as I, I, I drive, I, I have driven through, and I still drive through some areas that have been, like, poverty-stricken, and uh, there's a lot of closed buildings, and a lot of condemned buildings, and whatnot, and like old restaurants or old stores that used to be open and now they're not. And this is before everything, everything shut down, but you know, they're just closed businesses and things like that. And I would, I would pour money back into that, right? I'd pour money back into the communities, you know, for education purposes as well, um, to make sure their education is great that they're getting over there. Not just good, but great, excellent. Um, teaching those young men who are on the streets, you know, shooting at each other, selling drugs, actually how to make a living properly, you know, how to conduct themselves as men, uh, you know, how to put on a suit and tie for an interview, you know, um, and how to, you know, start their own businesses, you know, and do things in a very legal manner, in a very respectable and presentable manner as well. Um, and I pour money back into those buildings, refurbishing them and making them all nice and giving people who, you know, need a place to start their business, uh, there there you go. You have that building and you get, you get a year rent-free. Everything will be paid off for a year because with a billion dollars, okay, I can spend a million dollars in one small little building and have that building paid off, you know, and only have to pay for maintenance every now and then, of course, when it's needed. Um, but I would give them that kind of space to use, uh, you know, to, hey, conduct their business. So that way... Mm, that they're the only the only thing that they're paying for is um, their own insurance and then for any like business expenses they have to make, um, but they don't have to worry about rent or um, any lease agreements until like the next year. So they have a full year, full year, um, and not even that. Like I would sit down with these people and make sure they have like a, a you know for I guess six months or so, plan it out right, plan it out so that way. 
You don't just, because not, I'm not going to just make them start their year then and they don't have anything planned. No, I want to make sure these people have stuff planned out uh, for a good five years or for however long they want their business to run for, right? Um, and then we would go from there. But that's that's pretty much what I would do. I mean, from my from this from this from my spending money, what would I get? You know, video games. I'd buy myself another Switch. Um, I'd keep my Xbox. I like my Xbox One S. Like, I really don't. It, <laughs> I really don't. Um, I'm probably not going to get the Xbox One X for a good year or so, maybe even longer than that. I mean, because it's it doesn't really make sense for me to get it. Uh, like kind of the reason why i haven't like gone to pc or anything like the xbox has the xbox between the xbox and the switch they have the games that i want i want to play mario kart you know and things like that i want to do some nintendo stuff cool you know i still have my older consoles as well i would actually go find some older games for those consoles uh so that way i can do more let's plays on those old consoles because i love i love playing older games um and doing stuff like that but I mean, that's what I would do with my spending money. Well, honestly, I'd probably, if I was being truthful with any money that I had left over from doing all those business ventures, because there's tons of places I could go, because I just like to see things clean and spruced up. You know, we do, we do parking lots and make sure all the, make sure the grass and stuff that grows through the parking lot obviously is, is down and killed and dead so that way they can pave over the parking lot make it all brand new you know sweep the sidewalks just clean off everything about it make it all nice and clean and brand new right so that way it's very presentable it's shiny and it sticks out in the environment uh, so that way people notice it it's like oh hey look at that you know um i, I yeah we definitely would be having classes on you know, how to start a business, how to maintain a business, how to start a small business, you know, things to look for, how to invest. I would, like I would definitely be in, uh, putting money towards teaching kids and adults, you know, how to invest properly, how to save properly, things like that. You know, how to such, how to uh, set yourself up for you know success in the future for retirement, that kind of thing. And definitely teaching young men how to dress, how to talk, how to walk, you know. How to be smarter. Well, how to be smarter. I would uh, give them a little bit more education. Because I know some of these guys maybe have dropped out of high school. And that's probably why they're doing what they do. But, you know, I, I teach them there's, there's other ways than gangbanging. Because that doesn't, you know, pay. It only pays in, you know, death. And late nights. Waking up in cold sweats. Not a good thing. Not a good thing whatsoever. Because some of those guys don't even do it because they want to. It's just mostly because they have to. It's pressure. Because um, they don't want to be the ones on the opposite end getting shot. Because they were because they were called weak for not wanting to join. So it's a thing. I mean, it is a thing. It is a it is a thing that happens. So I'd like to educate them and free them from that kind of lifestyle. Cause that's not a good lifestyle to live. It's just not. So we we would we would do something to fix that and change that and change those things. Um, and keep them keep them out of jail, cause they don't need to be there. You know, there's an old song by um, Public Enemy called "Shut 'Em Down," and you should listen to that song. 
I think it's Public Enemy. I have to remember. Hold on. I have to pull up my workout list. It's one of my workout songs. I think it's on this list, maybe. Yep, it's by Public Enemy. Shut them down. It's an older song. But it is a truthful one. And it is a good one. So, I mean, check that out when you have time. Uh, but that's just a question. Like, what would you do? What would you honestly do? If you had a billion dollars, what would you genuinely do? You know, would you, would you be that person? Like, would you be that person just to spend it all on yourself and that's it? You know, you'd be one of those people that's just, I'm going to go buy my own island and screw everybody else. You know, screw huma- humanity, humanity, screw humanity. Um, I'd also put some money into um, conservation, uh, wildlife conservation, obviously. Um, saving bees and such and things like that. That is something I definitely would, something I definitely would like totally do. Like I'd, I'd put mil- I can put, cause I'm like, I can afford to put millions of dollars into that. I'm like, heck yeah, here's a million dollars. Let's go save some polar bears or some whales or some, especially bees. Cause they're very important. Speaking of which, um, we got like another minute before. that we roll the sponsor um but i I, i'm becoming i've become an ambassador now for a company that helps save the bees it's called for the bee on instagram (laughs) um hold on i have to find them because i done jacked it up well, we'll run it a little bit late then. That's fine. Uh, the for the bee, honey, the honey for the bee is the Instagram handle, and they um they honestly do some pretty good stuff. Let me find their mission really quickly. Because uh, I recently found them uh, through Instagram, so here they are uh, in tw- in twirly. In early 2018, we created For the Bee Company out of a love for nature and bees. For the Bee Co. creates buzz about saving the bees with some funky t-shirts. We aim to bring the cause to the mainstream and raise awareness across the globe. It starts with a powerful message. Even better, we donate 50% of our profits to our friends at Save the Bee, Save the Honey Bee Foundation, uh, Europe Greenpeace Project. They said the risk for agriculture in Europe are the bees in decline. The solution is in changing the current uh, destructive chemical-intensive agricultural system uh, into an ecological farming system, Planet B and Bee City. Their work is important, so we do everything we can to help these foundations thrive. Bee populations have been on the decline since the late 1990s, which is troublesome because bees are deeply connected with many ecosystems. They pollinate 80% of all flowering plants, including most of the crops we eat. It's also representative of a larger issue, the destructive effects that we as human beings are having on nature. Nothing in nature operates in a vacuum. If the bees are in decline, so is the health of our planet, and by extension our health as human beings. If we want to help nature, we should start with the bees. And we should take action before it's too late. Bees and other pollinating insects play an essential role in ecosystems. A third of all of our food depends on their pollination. A world without pollinators would be devastating for food production. 
Who would pollinate all the crops? Hand pollination is extremely labor-intensive, slow, and expensive. The economic value of bees' pollination work has uh, been estimated around 265 billion euro annually worldwide. Uh, so also from a purely economic point of view, it pays to protect the bees. These are, there, are, there are many other ways that you can help bees as well, even without spending a dime. Here's the first thing. Educate yourself. Uh, let's work together to keep the earth clean and beautiful with bees. So yes, um, that is their story. You can go follow them on Instagram for the bees or the, the honey for the bees. They have t-shirts you can sell. I will put my code down in the description below for you guys. And I'll put their website also down along with their Instagram handle. Um, because And go follow them. Go check them out because they're actually cool guys, cool peoples um, from what I've gathered from talking with them. Um, and you can also become an ambassador for them, I do believe. But if you, I have a code, you can order a t-shirt and help them out. Um, I have not gotten my shirt yet, so I can't, I can't say much about the shirt, but I, I do have faith that their shirts are okay and they're pretty good. Um, I'm probably going to wear, wear mine to sleep. I'm not going to lie. I do like, I do like getting uh, t-shirts and such. I mean, I'm more of a hoodie guy, but you know, Hey, they, um, so yeah, bees are very important. So actually we'll talk more about, uh, nature and such. Uh, when we get back after a sweet, sweet word from our sponsor, thank you to Anchor for doing so much for allowing this show to grow and prosper on the different platforms that it is on. And once again, thank you to Anchor for allowing us to be here and do this <coughs> for all you guys. Sorry, that's not the Rona. I just had food and something stuck in my throat. <clears> throat> um... So nature, yes, right, haha. Um, I was gonna do an episode about this like much earlier, but I had to hold off on it. So one thing, I so let's let's go back a little bit. So, um, so one thing I, I don't like hearing all the time. Um, it's not something that's like super irritates me. It's just like it's like why it's people who are like, you know, Mars as like as our plan B, and I'm like no, no. And here's why. Because people always forget the tiny details about all this. Because first of all, this all costs money. And if anybody knows how money in the, eco in, in the uh, uh, um, economic system here works, it all comes down on us. It all comes down on that working class. The people who are working every day, nine, nine to five jobs, and making money of any sorts... Um, it comes down to us because we're the ones paying taxes, um, and a lot of it too. So, and plus we make up the majority. So it, it, it's like, eh, it all comes down on us. So unless you want to start paying, you know, probably like a thousand dollars or $2,000 more in taxes, um, it's not a good idea because we would have to prepare for this kind of thing, right? Going to Mars is not just as simple as everybody get on a spaceship and let's go. You would have to have astronaut training. We're not going to just, I would highly doubt NASA or any kind of government would put you in a freaking spaceship, a spaceship without any kind of training. That would be really stupid, first of all. So it would take months to train 
millions, 300 plus million people just in the United States alone. We're just going to go with the, the states for uh, sample size. So just with you in the U.S., 300 plus million people, right? So exactly how many of those people are we going to actually take? Because not every single one of those people is actually useful. I guarantee you. Because we have, hold on, I just want to make sure I get this right. Uh, there's a special term for these people. They're called NEETS. Um, and it's a person not in education, employment, or training. There we go. It's that um, I got that term from Japan. I don't know why or how, but I don't remember exactly, but I do. I did. Um, but we have a lot of people in this country that are kind of like that. Um, there's a lot of people who aren't doing that, you know, because I'm like, okay. And also the children, like, you know, the ones that are the future, where we're going to have to leave them here, you know, is, is there astronaut training that we can do for kids? That's not going to, uh, really hurt them or traumatize them in some way. That's going to make them useless when they get on the spaceship, because the one thing we don't need is people who are going to freeze in fear when something, if something goes wrong, um, we need people who are going to take action. So that's also some more filtering out. We're going to have to do with people. Um, and then we're going to have to figure out priority of, okay, who's going first. You know, obviously we're going to have, you know, the smarter people because think about what's going to go, ha- what's going to happen on Mars, the kind of environment that you'll live on, uh, you live in, sorry. We won't, we can't have anybody who's, who doesn't really, you know, who you can't have any homeless people or people who don't have jobs or don't even people who don't want to work or don't want to be educated and things like that because they're a waste of oxygen. They're a waste of water and they're a waste of other resources as well. And that those are legit points. Now I'm not saying that to be rude, but it is true. If you aren't doing anything useful, you shouldn't be allowed. So, uh, anybody who would use an excess of those things. So athletes, um, or anybody who requires an, an extra amount, like would be kind of, booted out because we're trying to make sure everything is spread equally across everybody. So we're not screwing anybody out of, um, a chance of life. So we would be very limited on the amount of people we can bring. We're not bringing the entire population of the earth. That would not be possible. I guarantee you that it would not be possible considering the conditions that exist on Mars. Yeah, no. And then from there, so say we take 50 people per, per spaceship. Again, that's 50 people, individuals you have to take through training. Um, and then you have to make sure that there is space, enough space for them to be on a ship uh, to then leave. But 50 people, that's still a lot. So 25, you know, even then, like it would take forever to get the amount of people that you want gone, gone, like people think, oh, that's our saving grace. That's not our saving grace because I guarantee a lot of the people wouldn't make it through any tests. They would probably fail out of the training. You know, it's like, well, okay. You know, because if you fail, that's pretty much it for you. You're stuck here. Um, In short, it's a lot easier just to be here because that's a lot of money that has to go through, that has to go into that. And also it's a lot of time. A lot of time in that time, what are we? What, what's going to be happening during that time? Everybody's still going to be just straight up killing, killing the planet and doing all kinds of stuff. It's like, okay, yeah, that's fun. That's fine. Let's just do that. Um, while we could be using those efforts and that money to save it, like it only makes sense to do the opposite. And instead of leaving, let's just try to save it. Like this, this is it, honestly, because nowhere, <clears throat> nowhere else in this solar system 
or as far as I can see, probably in the galaxy, do we have somewhere else that we can go? It takes 150 days to 300 days to get to Mars. Again, time. Time we don't have. So it's easier for us to stay here because then we have to wait for those people to successfully land before we launch somebody else. Because if those people die on impact or something like that happens, why would you have already sent someone else right behind them? It was, there always has to be some kind of control, right? This, this is basically an experiment we'd be running at this point. So we have to have somebody who's just going to be there um, as our control. Um, and the other one is our, I forget what the other one is. I haven't used a scientific method in years, so I, I've completely forgotten. Um, but man, it, it's easier if we stay here and fix things, you know, because there's so much of what we can do to help. And it's like, it's so easy. It's so easy because it's, it's easy to not litter, Right. It's easy to not leave your electricity on for so long, wasting power, and it's easy to turn off that faucet, you know, and not take 20-minute showers. If you're taking a bath, whatever, because at least you're not running the water the entire time. Um, but, you know, hey, it doesn't it doesn't take much. It takes little things we do every day, just the little things. Because, um, and, and that's kind of why we should be appreciating nature a little bit more. Because... I don't know. Some people look at nature, those who live in cities. I mostly find, obviously, um, find nature kind of grotesque in a way. It's all it's dirty. It's gross. But nature teaches us all kinds of lessons about patience and what it takes, and and persistence as well. Like patience and persistence is two great things that occur in nature daily. Because do you think a tree really has a choice of how fast it grows? It has to wait. It has to wait. Trees uh, and different types of trees take longer. Like a giant redwood would take much longer than the tree that's in my front yard right now to grow. The tree that's in my front yard is pretty much grown. A giant redwood takes much longer. You know, so patience is something that occurs in nature uh, a lot, especially since, you know, the hunters have to wait until the right moment to catch their prey. It's all about patience. They're, they're literally... Uh, carnivorous plants that just have to sit there and wait for something to good to come to them before they can really do anything. Otherwise, what happens? You know, a Venus flytrap. If you just stick your finger in a Venus flytrap and take it away, because obviously that, that plant cannot outpower a human, um, it then releases its, its, I believe it's acids, and it kills itself because it has nothing to absorb. There's nothing to uh, absorb the uh, or acids or whatever the juices it releases that digest. It might be digestive juices um, that digest the insect that lands in there. So it's like, oh, let me just, it'll just like, it just will just die. It will just die. So it's not, not the best thing for it. Not the best thing for it. But honestly... You know, because if we do leave, like, we're, we're missing a lot. Oh, first of all, also bees. Like, come on. Really? We shouldn't be... We really shouldn't even have to worry about bees. They're not even, like... Well, first of all, stop trying to kill them so much. Let them be. 
because they're all they're trying to do is find a flower to pollinate and then you know go back to their hives and do as do their business and such uh, but literally that's all they're looking for if they smell something sweet they'll go to it because obviously it's sweet insects tend to ooh i hurt myself i'm sorry <laughs> insects tend to gravitate towards some things that smell sweet um because who doesn't like sugar sugar is energy for them it's a little it's a little extra treat i should say but with bees, yeah, no, you don't have to worry about bees. Like, they go, they only do what they're supposed to do, especially worker bees. They only do what they're supposed to do. They're not going outside, uh, they're not going out of their way just to sting you. They won't do that because they'll die. <laughs> Honeybees don't do that because they'll, they'll, they'll die. Um, bumblebees can't, so it's like, eh, bumblebees you don't have to worry about. They're just, bumblebees are just fat and fun. They're just fat and fun. They're really thick bees. <laughs> they're, they're, they're some large bees. Um, but like there are other like more aggressive bees that, well, here in the States, we don't have to worry about like the African bee. Like those are aggressive though. though, They're much more defensive and, and will most likely try to, they'll come at you. They're not afraid to come at you. Um, honeybees, you know, they'll only really come at you if they, again, if they see you as a threat, if they really, they don't really see you as a threat. They're just like, okay, cool. But yeah, if you see one just flying around, leave it be, don't try to kill it. It's there for it's there for your benefit, believe me. Um, and also, with some of the shirts that they have um, for the bee, uh, they have like a list of plants on one of the shirts, or they some they have some pictures on the shirts that um, tell you what to plant. And you can look up, well, you can make an easy Google search, like, hey, what kind of plants can I plant to attract honeybees, or that honeybees will benefit from, or that I will benefit from, you know, kind of because of the honeybee. Um, and you can do you can do all that that kind of stuff or just bees in general because bees in general just pollinate so that's that's their job but man but we, there's a lot to learn from nature like ants like you see a little single ant on his own you know, there's not much power there but ants are very strong together i've seen ants make bridges of like a bridge of themselves so others can climb uh, climb across and do whatever they need to do that's crazy ants will surprise you uh, there's a there's a guy on um, on YouTube. I don't remember what his name is. Let me see if I can find him really quickly. But he talks about ants in a way that I have never heard of, and yet never been so intrigued about ants. And because of the way he talks about him, is just so interesting. I, I've never been so intrigued in my life about it, you know something like that. It's like oh, okay. Well, aren't you something? Uh, oh, no, not you. But you can learn some things. You can learn a lot of things from ants. Because uh, ants are tiny. Like, if you if you don't, I mean, if you, you should know, if you live on planet Earth, you should know that ants are small. But ants are uh, very, very strong. But they, they, they work in teams. Uh, they work, they work greatest in in a team uh oh sorry ants canada there we go yep ants canada i think okay cool yeah i think that is the name of his um channel but he is he's really cool uh really really cool dude he just he talks about ants in a way that just like it's like whoa okay 
I got you. I got you, man. You like it's so interesting. Like it's just, it's just literally just like watching uh, any other nature documentary. And if and if you don't watch nature nature documentaries, but Stephen Attenborough, with oh, not Stephen David Attenborough. Oh my gosh, Stephen. <laughs> Where did Stephen even come from? I don't even know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Oh my gosh, that is funny. That is so funny. Stephen Attenborough. Does he have a brother? I don't know if he has a brother or not. I just know about good old David because he's a he's a good guy. He's a cool dude. He's a very cool dude. Uh, but. And I'll take some time to appreciate nature because it is it is very nice, very nice. From the ants all the way to the the big old polar bear to, because one thing I really do want to see in my lifetime is a blue whale, like in like it physically see yeah it's ants Canada, uh I want to like physically see swim with touch a blue whale I've never touched a whale in my life, and I want to because they're huge because they're mammals too, like. People may not, I don't know, there's somebody out there who's like, that's a fish. Like, that's a mammal. It breathes air <laughs> and it gives live birth. It is, it is, it gives a warm birth. So it's, it's, it's a mammal. Um, like, because they're so big and they're so kind to us too. Even though there's generations and generations of proof that we're terrible to them and any other animal on the planet, really, we've caused a tons of animals to go extinct at this point um and it's not something to be proud of it's actually pretty terrible and i, I and i hate that because it's like wow now now kids and even me like even i won't know certain animals like the dodo went extinct in what the 1800s or something i don't know why i thought it was the 1900s i'm like that's pretty that's pretty recent no i think it was like the 18 or it might have been the 16s actually it might have been the 16s Well, let's just uh no 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 sporters. When did the dodo go extinct? Sixteens. Yep. Yeah. That's kind of sad. Like these things that we could have you know studied more, it went <laughs> and it went extinct because. People are, again, greed. It's greed. Like, it's an unnecessary greed, too. Well, that's why it's greed. Greed is never necessary. In the sense of, like, especially when it comes to hunting, it's like, no. We don't need to be hunting all these all these animals and whatnot and doing this kind of stuff to them. It's like, it's not right. It's just not. Uh, like, I, I, I want my kids to be able to see polar bears and be like, and I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to tell stories about these things about these animals that once existed in my lifetime but now no longer exist because people were so greedy and so stupid to be like oh yeah ivory it's very valuable no stop seriously wasting your time it's really irritating really irritating uh, but you know we're just, I mean, uh, like, honestly, sometimes I, uh, we, we are a nuisance. Like we are, we are, we can be like a huge nuisance to this planet. We have a special connection with the animals on this planet because we have sentience. We can, we can think for ourselves. We can observe and study these animals and we learn their behaviors faster than they can learn ours. Right. We've created so much, you know, where we, we have houses that have basements and indoor plumbing and lighting, 
right? Some of us have chimneys so we can have a fire pit inside with, oh, not fire pit, but a fireplace inside without burning the house down. You know, this, this stuff is as simple as it seems. It's complicated. It's more complicated than what any animal can do. I know we're like, oh, dolphins and that they're smart, but look at what we have done. We discovered, we figured out how smart they were. Like that, that alone tells you how smart humans can be and how complex we are, you know? So it's like, eh. uh, it's crazy. We're, we're smart. Also, sorry. One other small point before I forget about it. Dogs. Okay. Okay. Dogs. Okay. Dogs. Okay. Dogs, right? Dogs. This is what irritates me about people. I'm sorry. It's it's a small rant. It's not really like a real rant, but it's like, eh, it's kind of a fake rant, but it's kind of real at the same time. So people, I always see posts on social media, at least I used to be like, oh, dogs are so innocent and so cute. Oh, we don't deserve them. And oh, we you know, you know, it's like, oh, what do we like? What do we do to deserve them and stuff like that? And I'm like, we bred them. We bred them. For centuries, we bred dogs. Like, what? We, that they are the way they are because we bred those behaviors into them. You know, besides being pack animals, that is also partially the reason why they act, uh, why they mimic their owners and such. Um, and also, you know, obviously fear of rejection and, and because uh, in the wild that would probably, you know, result in death or exile and being alone. Most of these, these dogs cannot fend for themselves in the wild so it's like well you know most of them would die um because they lack the proper instincts but we've bred everything you know about a dog today has been bred into it like what so yes we do deserve them you know why because we put in the work for it so yes we do deserve these innocent creatures because we made them as such <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying we, we bred these dogs to be the way they are different breeds and all that stuff. Somebody had to go and do that. So we, somebody had to take the time, the years, the years to experiment and be like, okay, that's good. Oh, that's not also pure breeds. That's they're made through incest. So no, so don't. Okay. And that's not a joke. That is a serious thing. They're made through incest. Hence the name pure breed. You know, like pure Aryan race. You, you get it. Same concept. It's not a good thing. It really isn't. Those dogs are more susceptible to diseases and end up usually dying sooner anyway. Um, so it's not... It's pretty bad. It's pretty sad. I don't like to see dogs like that. Um, man... Man, so that's just my mini rant because I'm like cats, you know, with cats, they're not there yet because we've only been breeding them and messing with them uh, for like 200 years or something. Not 200 years, only a few hundred years. It hasn't been that long, uh, but like, it's like, what are we like? Well, breeding them. Yeah. Domestic, like really domesticating them. It's been like, yeah, a couple hundred years. Um, so it's like, well, what do you like? What, what do you expect? Yeah, of course they're like the way they are. Somebody made them like that. Some people have been breeding dogs for centuries at this point. It's like, yeah, of course they're like that. We wanted them to be. Like we we do so much. So that's why I'm not so. I mean, that's why I do. I mean, I do appreciate dogs. Like, don't get me wrong, I do like dogs. Um, uh, but I do like more than just dogs. I like other animals as well. I, I'm more of a, actually more of a tortoise person. I do appreciate the tortoise a lot. 
because they are quite interesting little animals. Um, because of the because of the way they're structured and the way they're built for nature, it's like it's it's so cool. I mean, especially the Galapagos tortoise, the the huge tortoise that is that can turn out to be. It's like a huge little little tank that eats vegetables because that's where they get most of their water from is from the leafy greens that they eat. Also, tortoises live on land. Turtles live in the water. Don't toss a tortoise in a freaking pond, please. That will kill it. Thank you. This has been a PSA from not PETA because they can't be trusted. Maybe that will cause me to lose my sponsorship, but it's fine. It's fine. No. Um, but it's funny how PETA calls people out, and yet PETA has a history and has been publicly exposed for abusing animals. <laughs> worse than what worse than what other people do like like what like peta like what excuse me what is your problem oh man but that's all i got for you guys uh but i mean just think about that for a little bit like we could like it's it's too easy to save the save our earth that we have here because we're we're so perfectly placed where we are like you would miss because i'm like there's so much there would be a a long time of homesickness because you'd miss the green trees feeling a warm breeze on your face on a nice summer day or sorry cool breeze on a nice summer day you would you would miss the green grass and the trees and the sounds of birds in the morning or petting your dog and cat i wonder how that's going to work for space you know how long is it going to take to train them because most of the animals most of our animals now are kind of stupid not gonna lie they're not very smart and most of them have separate separation anxiety so that'll be an interesting process to deal with so think about it we're we're stuck here so let's uh let's fix it up let us fix it up indeed because there's tons of websites you can go and find to be like hey what are other ways can i help the planet you know what how how can i reduce my waste as a per, as a as an individual Right, that would um, stop, well, slow down uh, the planet from, you know, dying and such. Oh, also, one other side note. I'm sorry, this is jumping all over the place, but we're not just cutting down a lot of forests out there, not unnecessarily for paper and whatnot. There are paper farms, if you did not know. There are paper farms where there are trees just for paper. Like, we're not, again, we're not, we're not that stupid. Like, we're stupid, but we're not that stupid, Okay. All right, everybody enjoy your nights and days wherever you may be. I hope you guys enjoy have enjoyed this episode. Um, I definitely had fun recording it. And if you want to support the show, um, you know you can do it for a dollar a month or by just by sharing this with someone. I do forget I do forget to mention that, but share it with someone. Share the share the podcast with someone because I'm sure somebody else would like to hear it. Um, you know, friends, family. You know, sister, brother, aunt, uncle, you know, whoever else. You, you can support the show from a dollar a month going by, go, by going to anchor.fm forward slash Goof Norton. And you can also leave a voice message while you're there telling me what you think of the show. Does it suck? Is it the best thing you ever heard? I don't know because nobody says anything. So I'm just going to keep doing these because I like doing it. So enjoy yourselves and I will see you guys uh, in the next episode. Remember that love is patient. And uh, peace.